listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of Special Reports on Legal Talk Network. This is Lawrence Coletti and I'm the host for today's show, which is being recorded in Chicago at the Clio Cloud Conference, which has returned to the beautiful Radisson Blue Aqua Hotel. We're here to cover this event for you, our listeners. And joining me now, I have Miss Gina Cho. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Well, for those of you that are not as familiar with Gina, I'm going to have her introduce herself. So where do you work and what do you do? I am from San Francisco, California, and I do bankruptcy law. I practice with my husband, and in addition to my law practice, I have a book coming out with the American Bar Association titled The Anxious Lawyer, and I also teach mindfulness and meditation to lawyers, and I also have a column at Above the Law. And actually, we caught up with you uh, a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, at Above the Law's uh, Academy for Private Practice. That's right. Yeah, twice in one month. I know. I know. Sometimes lightning strikes twice. So anyway, so this is a very important issue to you. I mean, this is a personal issue to you about uh, uh, work-life balance. And you've got a history here that uh, you, you share with other people. And so just for our audience, can you share some of that with us and why this is so important to you? Sure. So I think like many lawyers, I've gone through periods of burnout from just working harder. And I think that's almost a default mechanism. So when things aren't going our way or things get challenging, rather than stepping back and looking at the situation and saying, huh, what do I need to change? We just double down and work harder. And that's not necessarily the most effective thing to do. So the last time I went through a burnout, I was practicing law with now my husband, and this was back in 2007, 2008. And if you remember what the economy was like and doing bankruptcy law, and I was so stressed that I actually started losing hair. So I was losing clumps of hair. And I went to a doctor and he ran every test. I was convinced I was dying and I also didn't want to be a bald bride. And he told me, Gina, there's nothing physically wrong with you. This is all in your head. And he prescribed me some antidepressants and anti-anxiety pills. And I thought, I don't want to start life this way. You know, I didn't want to get married and be on all these drugs. And a good friend of mine told me about this program called Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction, MBSR. And there's tons of studies that show its effectiveness, and it's there's thousands and thousands of studies. And so I thought, well, they're teaching it at Stanford. You know, how woo-woo can it be? So I went, and I took the class, and it changed my life. And I thought, wow, like, why aren't we teaching this to every lawyer? This is such an important tool. And so now you were sharing some of that today in your presentation. Now you kind of got a surprise earlier, or was it yesterday? You got your surprise. Oh, you're going to be doing the keynote because I did a little uh, schedule change here at Clio. And so you're suddenly saddled with this and you share this event. And so what was the title of your presentation? Uh, It was titled The Achievable Work-Life Balance. Okay, so it wasn't just about your history, but it was about some ideas and some reflections of, of uh, you know, how to be. I, one of the things I said, uh, noticed is being nice to yourself. Yeah. You were talking about that. But let, let's talk about that in general. So what was your goal with this presentation? My goal was to arm the lawyers in the room with some additional tools for practicing self-care and perhaps a different way of thinking about balance or actually get them to think about this idea of balance in general because we have this tendency to just work and work and work and work and we never really think too much about all the other aspects of our lives. 
Yeah, no, and I think it's something I remember from my uh, my school days, uh, from my law school days. That's something that I just think is ingrained, and it is a stressful uh, it's a stressful occupation, without a doubt. I mean, it starts in law school. You're studying a lot. It's competitive. You know, there's there's attrition rates, and uh, not everybody uh, not everybody passes. Not everybody makes it. Then when you graduate, you got the bar exam, which is it's prescribed. You know, there's a failure rate for the bar. Not everybody passes, but you gotta have it. And so, you know. From the time you start your career, you're educated to handle a stressful environment. So what were some of the tools that you were giving to help lawyers maybe get a different perspective or to relax, to be nicer to themselves, to make it through this stressful occupation? Uh, So the first thing was awareness, right? So without awareness, we can't make changes in our lives. So just really paying attention to the areas of your life that's working, that isn't working, thinking about the people that are in your life, thinking about the obligations that you're committing yourself to and being really intentional. You know, am I doing this because this is somehow useful or am I doing it just out of habitual tendencies? You may have signed up for a membership or a committee five years ago and you never really re-examine whether you still want to be on that committee. So it's just kind of tuning in and actually paying attention and noticing the things that are working and not working in your life. Okay. I think it's important to teach by example. So maybe I can do like a little bit of a hypothetical here. Sure. So, uh, let's say I'm practicing and, uh, you know, I've got, uh, you know, some clients and I'm very busy and I volunteered, like you said, at, you know, at a, at a local bar association. Then we do a presentation based on something that I, that I did in my professional career. So I've got that. I've also got responsibilities to my client. And let's also say it's years from now, I'm married, have a family, and now I've got that obligation too. So I truly feel pulled in all these different directions. And this becomes a daily part of my life. And so what what do I need to be tuning into? Like, is there signs that you're stressed out? You were talking about losing clumps of your hair, but what can I do to be preventative? Yeah, so I think really what we want to do is regularly check in with ourselves. It's like kind of going in for a regular checkup at the doctor. So just noticing those moments in your life where life feels in balance. So that, first of all, you actually have to know what having your life in balance feels and looks like to you. And also recognizing that it's going to look very different to one person than it does to another person. So it's almost like a continuing conversation that you have with yourself. Okay, and I think that's true. I mean, I think that uh, people handle stress in different ways. Uh, People's personalities deal with things in different ways. You know, for me, you know, I I would consider myself to be a type A personality, but not a ton bothers me. It takes a lot to make me angry. So I I feel I'm pretty patient. So it takes a while for it to build up, but I definitely have a hard time with balancing the work and personal life and, and things like that. And so that's interesting. So you need to check in with yourself and like, are there certain questions you ask yourself? Like when you're checking in with yourself, like, is this necessary? How do I feel about this? Like, am I monitoring my my levels? Am I getting snappy with people? Like, I mean, what, what do you do? Yeah, I just check in and ask myself, how am I? Okay. Which is a very simple question. And we have this habitual tendency when I ask you, how are you? What's the answer? I think I'm doing great. Right? That's always the answer. It's just, I'm <laughs> fine. I'm fine. So being honest with yourself and checking in with yourself and asking yourself, how am I? And just noticing what that answer is and being at least honest with yourself about that that answer. So that, that's interesting. So now when people would ask, uh, before you kind of started venturing down this path, you would answer, I'm great. Yeah. And I guess the truth is you weren't great. I was not. Yeah. Okay. And so how did you come about to answer that question? You just said... I'm saying that, but I don't really mean it. Did you know you didn't mean it or, or was it just? 
I think I was just so disconnected from my own life. Okay. You know, I was sort of living like a robot. I wasn't fully in tune with what was happening. I wasn't in tune with my emotion. I wasn't in tune with what was happening in my body, clearly, because I was losing hair. Right. And I was constantly suffering from insomnia and backache and headaches, and these are all physiological symptoms of stress. Gotcha. So, wait, oh, tell me about your day, though. Let's go, because I'm sure a lot of lawyers can relate to this. So, you're not sleeping at night. Are you, you're tossing and turning. Okay, obviously, your poor hair. <laughs> your poor <laughs> hair is like, I'm checking out. But what else? I mean, tell me about your day. You'd wake up, you'd have, like, caffeine, drive to work. Were you, were you angry? Like, were you... Describe that. No, I was just sort of on autopilot. I was just doing and doing and doing, and I always felt as though I had to do more. So I would be up until 2, 3 in the morning on a regular basis because there's always something else that needed to be done that was more important than sleep. Okay. And were you finding that was affecting your personal relationships? It was, but I was totally in denial about it. So as I was becoming more and more busy and more and more stressed, I became more and more anxious. So what I started to do was start to pull away from these social relationships. So I stopped seeing friends, stopped hanging out with my family. The only person that I really had any regular interaction with was my clients and my husband. And so I would just put up these barriers because I needed all the time that I possibly can have to serve my clients. Okay. I gotcha. And so obviously, eventually at some point you find yourself with less friends uh, (laughs) or at least uh, fractured relationships. And and I'm sure at some point that causes additional strain. Your friend calls you upset about a problem and you're not there for them on a personal basis. Sure. If they walked into your office, you'd help them with a legal problem. Sure. But when it comes to being a pal, you know, you just, I don't have the time. I got to practice. I got clients. And so interesting, interesting. So you're going down this path. You're trying to become a balanced person. And I think this is, and you raised a good point before. What does balance mean? Like balance to Gina, what is, uh, how, how are you balanced? When you're balanced, what does that mean? Balance means I can get up in the morning and have my body and mind feel really good. Okay. And so that's, and, and also I just want to say, I don't think having a balance means that you have some perfect state of being. Like you have to be in Hawaii, sitting on a beach to have balance. It's, I get up, so I get up in the morning and I will just open my eyes and I'll just take a moment and think of three things that I'm grateful for. And so if I can start my day that way, then I'm actually pivoting and having my day unfold in that way instead of thinking about all the things that's wrong with my life, which, of course, we as lawyers do all the time. We have a negativity bias where we look at all the things that's wrong with our life instead of all the amazingly beautiful and great things that are going right. And so that's one of the tools you do is wake up in the morning and talk about three things you're grateful in life. But what are some of the other tools that you implement? I meditate. You meditate? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And we're going to share a little example of that coming up. And and you meditate. What else do you do? Like to get in that frame of mind to maintain balance. Yes. um, So when I'm showering in the morning, I try to fully allow myself to be in the shower. So feeling... What does that mean? What does that that, mean? So that means feeling the water. So, you know, this... Like, I mean, just being able to adjust the water temperature to my liking. I mean, that's a huge privilege, right? It's it's a privilege that kings and queens throughout the history have not had. I mean, just think about just how privileged we are to have clean water on tap. So, you know, just like having the water just at the right temperature that I like and feeling the water run over my body. 
and feeling all the wonderful scents of the shampoo and the conditioner and all these luxurious things that I get to wash myself with and just like enjoying it. I mean, it's like a spa. Okay. All right. So living in the moment. So uh, talking about things we're grateful for, doing some meditation, living in the moment. What are some other things? I take a moment to like actually look at my husband and to connect with him rather than I don't know, going through our to-do list and being really busy, like actually looking him in the eyes and connecting with him and saying, hi, how are you? Like, I'm so glad you're here and that we're both here and that we're both healthy and that we're well. And, you know, this isn't to say that this happens every single morning. Some days it doesn't happen at all. Um, But, you know, I try to live that way more. Okay. So appreciating the relationships around you, being a human and, uh, okay, I gotcha. You know, I think that's kind of goes back in with just the gratefulness of being alive and, and, and dealing with that. So that's wonderful. So we typically at this point in the show, you know, ask for people to share their information. And then we, but I want to do this two minute guided meditation that you were talking about to leave our listeners with something that's useful in their life that perhaps they can deploy in their daily life. And so let's do that. Let's get that out of the way. You know, if our listeners want to follow up with you, how can they reach you? So they can find me at theanxiouslawyer.com. Okay. Or they can drop me an email at smile at theanxiouslawyer.com. Smile. Or, at- <laughs> or they can also follow me on Twitter, Gina. So that's with J-E-E, two E's, N-A underscore C-H-O. So now this two-minute uh, guided meditation, like that, we've got obviously some music in the background. Is that going to be a problem? No, it will just become part of the guided meditation. Okay, so this you can do anywhere, probably not while driving, I'm assuming. Not while driving, although you can certainly drive mindfully. So rather than laying on your horn when somebody cuts you off, you can just take That's a moment. That's one of my favorite activities, by the way. <laughs> I love laying on the horn. You can just take a moment to add a moment of pause before your knee-jerk reaction. Okay. And just take a breath. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Uh, 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 audience out here, we're going to uh, do a two-minute guided meditation with Gina Cho. She's going to guide us through. Uh, now, what do you call this? Is there an official name for it? or? It's mindfulness meditation. Mindfulness meditation. Okay. Are you going to do this with me? Are you going to actually close your eyes and do it? Uh, I will. I mean, because we're on a podcast. I don't have to look at anything because it's audio, right? All right, perfect. Okay. So I'm going to time ourselves in two minutes. Okay. You're starting now. So to begin the meditation, I just want to find a really comfortable seated position. So placing both feet firmly on the ground. Allow the eyes to close. And when you close your eyes, your other senses may come alive. So I can hear this music in the background. So just making room and just noticing whatever you may notice. You may have different thoughts. You may also notice different physical sensations. And now let's gently turn the attention to the breath. Taking a few nice long breaths. 
breathing in. And breathing out. Breathing in. And breathing out. Breathing in. And breathing out. And as we get ready to bring this meditation practice to a close, just see if this practice has had any changes or impact, or if there is a word or a phrase that comes to mind that you'd like to carry with you throughout the rest of your day. And whenever you feel ready, you can open your eyes. What was your word? I don't think I had a word, actually. <laughs> I came up with one. I came up. I'm going with blue sky. Blue sky. You bet. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Uh, that was wonderfully relaxing, and it was uh, perfectly timed because the music is now sort of dying out. I know. I was like, how perfect is that? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Gina. Give us a little different perspective and helping uh, all of us relax and live a better, more balanced life. Thank you. This has been another edition of Special Reports. I'm Lawrence Coletti signing off from Chicago. Until next time, thank you for listening. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thank you.